Welcome everyone to another episode of the Smart Nerd Podcast. This is Ariel, and with me we have two, I said it, yes, two guests. Well, ones that you already always hear, other than me. Harold and Volden, say hi to the people. Hey, good night. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, have a good one, everyone. And we're here to do this like every week we actually do it. Yes. Right. Exactly. Uh, a, a quick editorial note. We are recording on Saturdays from now on. So that way we can get the whole uh, situation of the wrestling world in order. Just to have everything in order, in place to talk about it. Because we were missing SmackDown, but now we know what happened on SmackDown because it's Saturday. And exactly. But the main thing now that we have to talk about, which is the main focus of the wrestling world, is Survivor Series. Uh, Survivor Series is one of the big four pay-per-views for WWE. And WWE, whether you like them or not, is the biggest wrestling company in the world. So we have to talk about it. Even though the buildup has been meh at best in certain situations and other situations has been gold. Like, for example, uh, even though it's a short buildup, but I did like the the very uh, uh, buildup entre Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. That shit was fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, talk about how to get heat for a title a match that's even it's just for bragging rights for over a brand and you thought that this wasn't even going to be the match that was settled because randy orton was the champion and then spoilers for those who don't watch wrestling anymore (laughs) true mcintyre recaptured the title on monday being the the first time in five years that a title changed on raw uh, the main title mind you changed on raw uh, so now it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. That that will be the main event, but we'll, we'll go from the bottom to the top of the card just to keep everything organized. As usual, we do our predictions. We each say our piece, and we predict how the thing is going to end. We have a very good record, don't we, in terms of predictions, right? Yeah, so far, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm the one that's fucking up all over the place, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You never do, bro. You don't give a fuck about uh, anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. Anyway, uh, we start off with allegedly a dual brand battle royal on the kickoff show. And yeah. this was announced on November 20th. Uh, no partici- uh, participants have been announced. But it all will conclude with members of Raw and SmackDown. Because as we know, uh, NXT doesn't exist anymore, apparently, in the eyes of Vince McMahon. Uh, who do you guys think is going to win this one? I mean, it's difficult because we don't know who's in it, but... Wow, it's it's hard, bro. This is a hard one. I'll pass on this one. I have no fucking clue who's going to win on this one. How about you, Harold? Do you have a clue? I don't have shit a clue, bro. I mean, in this case, does it even matter? Yeah. First off, it's the kickoff, and it's not only because of it is the kickoff. It's just we don't even know who the fuck is in this match. So... I don't know, whatever. The Cat Miller, who knows? Uh, <laughs> I'd say Lord Sullivan, maybe, just because how they've been pushing him lately. And just just to have someone to yes. to look out and say, oh, he won something. There was certain yeah. resemblance of importance. So <laughs> uh, I, I'll pick Lord Sullivan just for reasons. And because Vince has still his heart on for big, giant dudes, even though they were doing... All kinds of ill shit on the internet. <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah. you make a good point there. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, w- although this is not in the particular order, we don't know when they're going to do this, but we do know that they're going to do a, some sort of final farewell for The Undertaker. We don't know if it's going to be in the beginning, in the middle, or the end of the show. I would rather stick to the guns that do it on the beginning because I would think that this is non-wrestling related, I think. Because if yeah. you're going to retire the man and, and let the man say his goodbyes and you're already flying in people that haven't been in WWE for ages, like the Godfather and Savio Vega, I think this would be like a very nice way to start off the show. So uh, yeah, that, that's one thing. There's no predictions there other than maybe The Fiend will come in and get his revenge on how Undertaker beat him on Survivor Series like four years ago. Was it? Was it four years ago? Four, yeah. five, six years ago? 
Because also on WrestleMania 31st. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, because uh, that was still Undertaker uh, 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 or Mohawk Undertaker. I think it was still then when that happened. Oh no, no, no! He already had the hair because that was the feud that happened after uh, they uh, Brock Lesnar and and Taker fought the last time. Where uh, I think it was a Hell in a Cell, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, well, no. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. That they, 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 they he rose up and he started laughing at Taker. <laughs> Taker laughed at uh-huh. Yeah. What was that one? Yeah, because they got uh, uh because Taker got his W back, although with the shenanigans. And then when they went to Hell in the Cell, uh, Brock got his win back. And then after the match, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt attacked them. And then I think they had a match uh, with uh, the Brothers of Destruction versus uh. The, the 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 Wyatt family, so they yes. can do something there. Yeah. They can do something there. Uh, it's not necessary, I don't think so. Because if you want to talk about a guy who paid his dues, god damn it, he paid him tenfold. So oh yeah, totally bad. Uh, just I, leave, for leave me, the dude for me it's gonna be at the end. I don't know. Maybe they can, they want to close the segment with him. That's how I see it. Because he's a legend, yo. This guy's done. You know, he started off thirty years ago. And for me, maybe they want to close the show with him. Well, do you, you do have a point to start the show with him, but I probably think maybe it's going to be at the end, probably. And Mind you, the guy debuted at Survivor Series three mm-hmm. year, 30 years ago, my bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is actually kind of a big deal. So I don't see it as starting the show, per se, just because of that. Okay. Well, uh, let's go now to the actual card. Uh, we got a champion ver- the first champion versus champion match, which is the mid card titles. Bobby Lashley, the United States champion, versus Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental champion. Who you guys got? Ooh, this is a good one, Herrick. I want you to go first. I want to hear your take on this one. Uh, actually, for me, this is nonsensical whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I don't see. I don't see the reason for this match to happen. With uh, a weird build-up, to be honest. Uh, but in this case, I don't know. Vince ha- has it actually a little bit hard on the hurt business, so I will go with Bobby at this time. Yeah, you know, lately, you know, um, Sami Zayn has been, have been doing crazy-ass shit lately with matches and stuff like that. At the beginning, I was going for him, but I have to agree with, you know, Bobby Lashley and her business. Vince got a hard on for these guys. You know, these guys have done a good job so far, you know. And I, I'm going for Bobby on this one. Hmm. I don't know where to go on this because it's not because both guys are not good. They're fucking awesome in terms of pure wrestling ability and whatnot. But uh, your guys' are, points are valid. You know, uh, Bobby Lashley uh, fulfills the, you know, the he, he checks in the list of criteria that vince likes on looking on a guy he's muscular he's big he's athletic and it, it, on paper it seems lashley would win it and I, what the fuck i'll go with lashley because I, I really don't have a dog in this fight and i'm not that invested on it so i would say lashley yeah lashley uh, let's go on with the next one uh, which would be the tag title ma- uh, well not tag title match Tag Team Championship uh, Champions match. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions in New Day minus Big E because Big E apparently was sent to do have his solo career, which has been going gangbusters or not, depending on who you ask. <laughs> uh, versus the Street Profits, the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So who you guys got on this one? Well, on this one, I'll go for the Street Profits. I'm meaning in a passive torch setup because lately, all right, these guys have been 10 time Tag Team Champions. That's great. But three, three profit, you know, these guys are fun to watch. You know, they're like an evolution of the new day in my case. That's how I see it. So I, I, I think the W will go definitely for the street profit on this one. Okay, Harold. I have to agree with Valding here, not only because of how the street profits are currently evolving as a tag team and how entertaining they also are. I do believe uh, SmackDown is going to have most of the wins in this pay-per-view. That's at least how I see it. Yeah, totally. I agree with that one too. Also. Yeah, that, that's that's like the, uh, I don't know what we call it, the pink elephant in the room uh, that 
Raw has pretty much been dog shit for, since forever, with the exceptions here and there with certain storylines. Uh, but mainly has been dog shit. I mean, with the exception, of course, the main event, because I think Drew, the, the main event er, uh, scene with Drew and Randy and even Edge when he was still active was gangbusters. It was one of the few things that Raw was hitting on all cylinders. Then the rest, you know, well, we don't need to talk about that shit. Uh, in terms of that, uh, in terms of this prediction between the New Day and Street Profits, I don't know. Just to go against with the grain, I'm going to go with New Day just because, I don't know, I like classic shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like classic hey, I respect shit. that. I like, that. <laughs> I like the classic shit. And no no disrespect to, to Street Profits. They're good. They're on their way, uh, but uh, I like to stay with the established market and New Day. Even though without Biggie, still kicks all the all the asses. They still rock. So I'm gonna pick New Day. Uh, let's go on with the women's uh, match: uh, champion versus champion. Oscar, the Raw Women's Champion versus Sasha Banks. And I know hey, a certain someone here is has a very big investment in that match. We're not going to mention names. <laughs> yes, I, I, I raise my hand up. It's me. <laughs> I have to admit on that shit. You guys, when I'm ending with it, I go for my Sasha Banks. For me, you know, besides of me having a huge ass crush on her, I think she also she's a great wrestler. She's also a great entertainer. She's somebody that knows how to entertain. Her matches are awesome to watch. So my eyes on Sasha to win on this one. Okay, Harold. All right, so this time I'm going reverse. I am not giving it to Sasha this time. I am giving it to Oscar, and I am also predicting uh, involvement from Carmella. Carmella, pretty much in the last weeks, has been a pain in the ass for Sasha Banks, and I do believe she is going to have to do with her loss at Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I have to uh, wholeheartedly agree with you there. Um, I'm yeah. Also going... I hate to admit it. Maybe my heart is on someplace else, but recently, Harold's we right know where there. your heart is, and you know where something else is. But <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it. Let's we keep it PG need, here. We don't need to go that far, guys. Let's but, keep it but, PG. <laughs> exactly. But Harold does have a good point. Carmela, the past few, uh, past three weeks, have been doing stuff to Sasha. You know. You know and. At the end of the day, Harold's right, but you know where I stand, so mm-hmm. it, it can happen. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's the writing on the wall. They're trying to build up uh, uh, Carmela as the new uh, bitch in town. Uh, uh, Charlotte is still in her hiatus. We don't know where she's going to go. I think the wisest decision is to send Charlotte to Raw because they need one uh, a woman there. Because it's been basically the Oscar show ever since Becky Lynch left, uh, due to uh, you know uh, Seth not keeping it, not knowing how to do his pull. <laughs> <laughs> not that he's pissed about it. Oh not, damn! Not, we had to go there, bro. Not <laughs> that he's pissed about it. He seems very happy. I'm very happy for them. We wish we him well. Uh, so it's jokes, That's just true. jokes. Yeah, dude. Seriously, yo, I'm really happy for him because. It, uh, being a dad is the best thing ever, man. Yes, I I wholeheartedly agree. I have a daughter. She's the yeah, light of my son. she's the light of my life. She gives me more joy than anything has ever given me on this earth. So kudos to them. But still, Oscar goes over uh, Sasha Banks. Sorry, Sasha. Uh, let's go. We're keeping on with the thing of the women, and unfortunately, we're gonna now go to the Survivor Series elimination matchup between Team Raw and SmackDown for the women. Uh, <laughs> we got Nia Jax, aka the Injury Locker herself, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana, who will certainly eat a fucking table. You can fucking bet money on that shit. Uh, versus Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia on SmackDown. Who do you guys have? For the victory in this particular match, this is how I see it, and I mentioned it the other day on, on a cha- on our chat. I said SmackDown's gonna win. Nia's gonna get pissed. Lana goes to a table, ten time for the tenth time, and it's over. Yes. That's what it is, uh, because you know, 
that's how I see it. You know, <laughs> she be she be going. That poor girl back must be must be filled with splitters and stuff like that. Yo, ten. You know how I many nine times through the fucking table? Yes, that's a lot of times, bro. Harold? That's how. That's how I see it. Harold, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother, but I just want to hear Harold's opinion so I can say my piece. Because I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I feel the kettle bo- boiling on my end. But continue. <laughs> Actually, there's not much to add to this uh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty much what we as a team might actually see. Uh, logical. This that's what's going to happen. Naya's going to get pissed after they lose. And then she's gonna put Lana through the table as like always for a normal program nowadays ever with raw superstars in it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, oh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, gotta hear this one. Go. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything you guys said, and uh, you know, uh, uh, can we at least change uh, the the storyline in terms of you know. She goes through the table and she goes through a wormhole and ends up in biblical times. <laughs> she talks to Jesus, have something illusionary. I mean, we have fucking uh, the, the Firefly Funhouse where we already exhaust those kind of thoughts. Let's go fucking deep. Let's just uh, let's just get the, you know, have Riddle pass some of his things that he has. Those little roller things that he has hidden in the, in the locker room and pass it along and just... Think of crazy ideas. I don't know. Because who gives a shit about this fucking thing <laughs> at this point? Nobody gives a fuck. No, everybody knows what's going to happen. It's fucking predictable as the fucking day is long. As the sun burns and water is wet, Lon is going to go through that fucking table and the Raw team is going to fucking lose. It's that simple. Go. It's that fucking simple. So uh, that's a thank you, fuck you, bye. For the raw team, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I called it like like a week ago. That shit is gonna happen the same way that I be talking about. Yep, it's uh, done. It is bullshit. Uh, speaking of bullshit, uh, we have the men's <laughs> uh, Survivor Series team uh, uh, with uh, Team Raw versus SmackDown. Team Raw: Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle versus Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Bar- uh, Co- uh, King Corbin. He still calls himself King Corbin. Yeah, the Kingdom Tournament is, is next year, but that shit, this will take that fucking title away from Okay, right? uh, But fuck it. Seth Rollins and Otis are in Team SmackDown. Is that is that still on the papers? Seth is still yeah. on? Okay. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. So after this, he's gone. Yeah, after this, he's he's gone. He's okay. going to go, you know, regarding the maternity leave, I know that um his wife is soon to give birth, so yeah. he's gonna be gone for a while. Okay, so okay, so uh, who you guys got on this? Well, for me, I think Raw is gonna win on this one because you know they've been building up this heated shit, and maybe at the this is how I always say it, maybe at the end of the day they're gonna work as a team and they're gonna win. That's me, you know, being like as they say in Spanish, una paja mental. <laughs> nice. But that's how I see it. <laughs> Because, you know, in the past, what, three weeks, they've been building up this stuff, you know, that they can't get along and stuff like that. Maybe I can, and they'll get along this one and they'll win. But that's me. Okay. Uh, uh, Harold? Um, I have to kind of agree with Valding here. Um, I believe after all this brouhaha they have gone through over the last weeks, I do believe for some Magical reasons, I don't know, planets aligning or something, that Raw team is going to win. It is not going to last much. The happiness, though, they might actually go to Buhaha once again because, you know, AJ is AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to an FYI for the listeners, uh, I don't watch either Raw or SmackDown at all. I'm not because I'm loyal to AEW, uh, it's more that AEW produces a better wrestling product for my taste. So I have come to a conclusion in my personal life to not subject myself to torture and visual uh, <laughs> diarrhea. And like me, Harold, we torture ourselves every week, right, Harold? <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh-huh. And pretty much that's what Raw and SmackDown have been in the past year, although I've been hearing that SmackDown has gone 
uh, bounds and leaps above Raw in terms of producing actual good wrestling content. So I will take uh, your guide's word because you are the ones that are singing Raw's praises. I mean, SmackDown praises, rather. Uh, uh, having said all that, I don't give a fuck who wins because <laughs> these teams were on opposite sides of where the teams they were represented two months fucking ago. Oh, my God. I man. don't give a fuck because hey, who we, gives... I, they, they, don't, they shouldn't give a shit. Why should we? <laughs> You, you know something? You know I agree with that comment that you sent. Was I think it was today on on our chat? What mm-hmm. they should have done this shit fucking three or four months ago. The draft instead of fucking two months before fucking Survivor Series, or even I think no matter of fact a month before. That does that does not make any sense. But it's WWE logic, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So we're you supposed know? to give a shit about something that obviously doesn't because these teams were just. You know, jammed together like it was a fucking rape fest in some fucking uh, rock concert, or I don't know who the fuck knows. So, uh, yeah, uh, who wins? Raw is going to win on this one. But, you know, I want I want to take them out to say something. I was watching SmackDown last night, and Roman Reigns is fucking savage. Oh, like you said. fuck, yeah. I saw Dude, that. I saw I, that. I, I, that, I'm going to tell you something, you guys. I watched that segment three fucking times, guys. Three fucking times. And the way he fucking acted, like, you know something? He's like telling me, so, you know something, motherfucker? I'm the fucking man here. No matter who the fuck you are. You're just a second guy. Oh, no. dude, that shit was fucking awesome, bro. And, and I like how he left. And he said, you know, Drew, you will always be my favorite number two. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. that has so many hidden meanings because it's not so much that he's number two, it's that he's shit. He's telling him practically <laughs> you're shit. <laughs> no, no, Roman was awesome last night. Roman has become look, SmackDown has has getting more ratings because people are watching Roman more. They like him more. And, and, and we were saying this I don't know, I think about five years ago. If they let Roman loose become a heel, you'll be fucking awesome. Look how it is right now, man. I'm yes. I'm totally happy. How he's doing with SmackDown with this shit, man. This is the, fucking the, awesome. This tribal chief asshole uh, gimmick that he has now, it is fucking gold. It is yes. fucking gold. So I, I as much as much as we shat on him before in the past, like five years ago, he was our favorite toilet. <laughs> he was he was our favorite spot to shit on. Because the way they booked him, the way they, well, we, we've talked to this about it. We talked about this to death. Let's not, uh, yeah. let's not fucking go there. Uh, the, we're already on the main event, guys, and we already kind of touched on this. Drew versus Roman. Who is your pick? <laughs> you know what, Henny, on this one, Roman Reigns, he's going to win. Right now, he's hot. He's doing great. And, you know, that tribal chief stuff, the head of the table. For me, that win is definitely for him. And after what I saw last night, dude, it was like, you know, traditional stuff. Oh, let me flip a fucking table, hit you a fucking sledgehammer, a fucking table, or a fucking chair. No, it wasn't like that. It ended the way it should. You're my number two. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. So my my mine is my thing is Roman Reigns on this one. Okay. Uh, Harold? Um, actually, I think it is a no-brainer. Roman Reigns will win this match the way that this actually has built up. And I actually believe this is the only one thing that actually has been built up for this match card. Um, it is absolutely awesome. Just the, the thought of Roman Reigns saying to Drew, you are the champion whenever I'm not here. You're just <laughs> a substitute champion in case I cannot do something. You will be there. It is just, <laughs> that was awesome. It is just gold. It is something that I have never seen before in Roman, and definitely it favors him a lot. Yes. Yo, but, but Harold, last night when he said, hey, when I'm not around, Let's call you. He'll do it. <laughs> that shit was fucking gold, bro. <laughs> that was perfect. That was, that was that was fucking gold, bro. 
Let me give you advice. Do you give me advice? I'm only the, the, the council gave me advice to the tribal chief. I'm like, oh shit. That shit was awesome, bro. Then when I, I can see the, this guy the dude is has loose. turned to a level. The dude is finally loose. He is finally himself. He feels comfortable doing that role. Because before he looked like he was going to cry. There were some promos of him that he looked like he was going to literally cry in front of you. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. But now he looks like this bitch is mine. This motherfucker is mine. Well, all you will have to come down here and suck my dick because I'm the fucking man. Y'all need to kiss my ass because I'm the fucking man. That's his attitude now and that it shows. And that's the way he should have been since day one. But it took his while to get there. We had to go through the shit that we had to. But we're finally here. And yes, my pick, by the way, is Roman. But I'm saying that he's not going to win clean. He's going to win with shenanigans. Probably Jay is going to come in and do some shit. Getting some little payback after uh, uh, Drew beat him up a few weeks ago. So he's probably going to get some. And because you have to remember, Drew is still being booked like a fucking beast. This is a guy who ate three F5s and, and, and walked it off. So Yeah. Totally. Uh, and actually, shenanigans have to happen. This is a heel champion. Exactly. And it's going to be a heel victory. Shenanigans have to happen. Yes. So yeah, he's going to win totally. via shenanigans. So we pretty much hit everything on the nose. But I, I like to add more time into this. So we're just going to add some little bonus extra content here. And we're going to talk about something that we've been talking about the weekend. And not just us, but basically the wrestling community in general. As a surprise to absolutely everyone, The Undertaker decided to do a Hot Ones on YouTube, a famous uh, 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 YouTube ch- uh, series where they interview people, famous people, while eating hot wings. So uh, a lot of people have done it. You know, Shaquille O'Neal did it. Stone Cold did it. A lot of comedians as well. And for the first time ever, we see a guy like The Undertaker, if uh, outside of his gimmick, outside of his character, being Mark Calloway, answering these questions. And the thing that surprised me the most about it is that those last three dabs, and you know that shit is nuclear heat hot, those last three dabs. He, he fucking no-sold it like he, he was The Undertaker from 1990. He no-sold that shit like it was nothing. He just said, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin looked like a little girl in front of the Undertaker in this one. Dude never oh, yes, even totally. gra- drank a glass of milk. He didn't touch anything. Nothing. Nothing. I couldn't believe my eyes when I was seeing this. I was like, dude, is he really eating these ones without getting even a shot of one of the glasses? No, the, the dude is a machine. Uh, uh, Voldemort, you have something to add to that? No, no, no. Guys, I'll tell you one thing. I, I was speechless. Literally, I was I'm like, oh, shit. I said, this was fucking great. I mean. The- Undertaker, you know, this guy is once in a lifetime. You, I think you never see somebody like the Undertaker. Maybe yeah. 30, 40 years from now, somebody will be different. But like him, unique. Only Undertaker, bro. Yeah. I mean, mean, and the thing is also one of the things he said when they asked him who they thought, uh, who did did they thought that he, who does he think is the best technical wrestler he's ever seen? And when he said Arn Anderson, I was like, okay, uh, that's a different answer from what most the popular guy, uh, you know, the majority of people say. You know, once they ask like technical wrestlers, like the standard answer sometimes is either Bret Hart, uh, Ricky Steamboat, uh, even Macho Man sometimes get it sometimes. But uh, to see that he picked Arn Anderson and the way Arn Anderson reacted on Twitter, uh, it, it really touched him uh, because he said, "You got. I guess you have to know the guy in order to understand that this is a big compliment." So, uh, you know, uh, I've always thought that Arn Anderson was very undervalued in his career. Because he always, yeah. he always was second fiddle to Ric Flair. You know, you know something. I agree with you. One, like, not one hundred percent, fucking five hundred percent on that shit. Arn Anderson was a was an awesome, fucking great heel, excellent technical wrestler. The guy in the ring was he the fucking read the spine buster, bro. It was him. Like that shit, that move. 
came from him, from the enforcer. And like the only titles I see Honor Anderson win was the national championship, the television championship, the tag team championship, and that's about it. And some you US know, like, and the US title one and went to the WCW. Title, just a one time thing. But just secondary title, never a world championship. He he I think if they want to give him the chance, he wouldn't become a good a good world champion. But back then it was only Ric Flair, Ric Flair, woo, Ric Flair, the Nature Boy. Man, Arn Anderson had all the tools, bro, to become the, the one of the greatest champions ever. Yes, but you know that that that's, that that I, you know I was the other day thinking about that. You read my mind. I think it was like a couple of months ago. I said, "Ponyo" in Spanish, "Porque diablo?" This guy never won a world championship. And if you look in his history, he never won a world title. No. And no. and he was in a lot of big promotions. He never won the big one. No. And that sucks because this guy is is fucking gold. His promos were like like dried like to the bone, telling you, motherfucker, this is me who's talking to you. Like he's a straight eye. You know, and the guy was had great talent in the ring. For me, he was a better technical wrestler than Ric Flair. Uh, if people don't agree with me, I'm sorry, but that's how I see it. His moves were great in the ring. He was really good. But they should have gave them the championship back then. But back then, you know, times were different. It was, you know, maybe the the, the, fit, the how he looked. It wasn't appealing. You know you know how with a Ric Flair, ooh, blonde-haired guy, ooh, with his thing with the women and stuff like that. Uh, but Arn, at the end of the day, could whip anybody's fucking ass. Yes. Yes, that but, was pretty much it. Actually, Ric Flair uh, drew more, far more numbers back then. That was yeah. basically the reason why actually Arn Anderson always fell behind, not because of talent. Talent actually, he had a lot back in the day. But at the end of the day, Ric Flair, being this charismatic character, actually that drew so much attention. Uh, will actually be mentioned way more than Arn Anderson. But guys, l let's go back on this one. Let's, let's go back in time a little bit. Out of the four horsemen, Tully Blanchard was never world champion. No. Right? No. 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 Um, Lex Luger? Yes. Once. And that's about it. And that was a fucking fluke. Barry Windham wasn't a world champion either. Not that uh, I recall, no. He probably won like a mid-card title, but never yeah, the, the big one. No world champion. And these guys that I mentioned, those three guys had potential because Sting and Lex Luger were the only ones who part of the four horsemen became world champion. And that's it. But Rick, because Ric Flair was always about Ric Flair. Back then it was different. You know, maybe it's like Carol said, Ric Flair was a, was a guy that, you know, he was, he was popular, you know, with the ladies and And maybe had a better physical, better looking on than the rest of the guys. But but the guy, the other guys had a lot of fucking chatter. Barry Wood, the ones, he was one of the best mid-carders ever. He won all the mid-carder titles. Literally. You, you know what was his problem with uh, Barry Windham? And this is something that I hear like almost everybody that's in the wrestling business say about him. The problem with Barry Windham is that he is the only wrestler that had, like, natural God-given talent and did not give a single solitary fuck about it. In terms of he did not give a shit about it, whether he went to the gym, he didn't go to the gym, he didn't do exercise, he didn't want it to be the greatest, he had no... He just wanted, I'm getting paid? Cool. That's all I give a shit about. <laughs> Yo, in very when the matches, I remember, I used to remember Tony Savani. And Jim Ross is saying, Barry Wyndham was the guy had the longest matches ever with his cardio. The guy did not always kept keep going. He was a great wrestler, but never won a world title. Yeah, because that, that was the th Look, the thing is that the, the reason the NWA was successful in the 80s is, is because they put, their, they put the rocket strap on Rick. Rick, yeah. whether you like it or not, whether you agree with the sentiment or not, Rick drew money like fucking gangbusters. Oh, yeah, totally. And there was nobody on the fucking planet, with the exception of WWF back then, how as it was known back then, that drew money 
as an individual, as a single wrestler, more than Ric Flair. And Rick, not only was he getting money for himself, he every th- everybody that he faced got rich. Everybody that he touched got rich. Rick Flair has said it in his documentary. I mean, no, not Rick Flair. The, the guys that were hanging out with him is like this four horsemen thing was no gimmick. That's how they lived. That's exactly how they were living. That they were just living it out openly in front of everyone, and they added it into the gimmick. But the the gimmick became a shoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were living it out for real. They were. I mean, Rick was fle- sleeping with four chicks at a time. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, say what you want about Ric Flair and what and whatnot, but the dude was the the, the golden child. He was a huevo, like a you know the huevo de oro. Everything that he touched turned into gold. And look, he he gave shots to some people. Like for example, Steamboat won the world championship against him. When they, when, oh yeah, Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat, yeah, totally. Won the world. And that was a great fucking match. Yeah. No, they had the best feud from the eighties, I think, in general. That like that was the best feud. Ever, yeah, Steamboat yeah. versus uh, Flair, and then uh, he had uh, Ricky Garvin. Shit, he even oh, had... oh Rodney Garvin, yeah, yeah Rodney Garvin, yeah Rodney Garvin. Uh, yeah, because I was thinking about Ricky Morton <laughs> because he did fight Ricky Morton, but Ricky yeah, Morton did. didn't win the the world championship. But still, everybody that he touched, he made look good. Because the thing is not so much oh I won the title from from Rick. It's not that's not the big point. The point is that. He makes you look good. He made you look good. He gave you the rub, whether you won or not, and you got paid. That was the that was the thing in the eighties. You get paid, and nobody in wrestling was getting paid like Ric Flair. That's the point. That's the thing. Nobody look, was getting paid like Ric Flair. You, and unfortunately, you have a point. Look, Ronnie Garvin, Jimmy Garvin, which is Ronnie Garvin's brother mm-hmm. in fictional. Those guys wrestled Ric Flair, and those guys made a shitload of money. You know, and don't don't forget the Kilo Koloff back then. When the Kilo Koloff was United States champion, he wrestled Ric Flair also. Mm-hmm. So Ric Flair made him look gold, bro. So those matches were fucking awesome. You know, Ric Flair. I I I'll I'll tell you one. I'll take my my hat off to the guy. The guy helped bring wrestling where it, where it is today. Yes, because his talk, his verbiage, his expression, his woo space mountain. And stuff like that. That shit catch on like crazy, man. It was really awesome. Okay. Like that. That's precisely the point. Like if you put a, a guy like Arn Anderson, because Arn Anderson, the thing, the th- the main difference between Arn Anderson and Ric Flair, because yes, I agree with you. By the way, one hundred percent in terms of that, Arn Anderson for me, much better technical wrestler than Ric Flair. Then again, there's a billion of them more technical, better, better technically speaking than Ric Flair. The thing is with Rick is that. Although he did the same old shit, he had the same skit over and over and over. He did it believably. He did it in a way that you believed it, that you bought it. In terms of, but in turn, going back to in terms of the differences between Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson is a believable technical bully. And, you know, how the hell you sell that? How the hell you sell that as, I mean, now you can. Nowadays you can. Because now we're not into the flamboyant. A uh, guy that calls himself an attraction now. No, we are now into the badass era. I mean, look at AEW. They got John Moxley as their champion. Look at Raw. They got Drew McIntyre as a fucking animal, a fucking beast, killing people. Even Roman, although he's kind of an asshole, he still beat uh, Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt in a match. Although with shenanig- with certain some certain uh, shenanigans, but still he beat him. So. This is the era of badasses. So, an Arn Anderson in these days, in his prime, fuck, he would have been gangbusters. He can talk. He can talk better than shit. Fucking the entire any roster right now. Shit, he still can prove it when he does so in AEW. He still can talk. So, oh yeah, uh, the the Arn Anderson thing where the, he didn't get the world title. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but. It's not like he didn't get paid. It's not like he didn't get his sum of money. It's not like he didn't take care of himself. Arn Anderson know, knew how to take care of himself. So on that end, I don't feel that bad for him because even even though he didn't get a a, a spot in the min, in the mid, uh, in the main event, we all still remember him. We all still know who his name who he is. 
us guys that have been watching this product for over 30 years, yes, I'm older than fuck. Go fuck yourselves if you don't like it. <laughs> hey, you're not the only one, bro. <laughs> I'm old as fuck. I don't give a shit. I got gray hairs in my hair. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Arn Anderson was the man. And much respect. And again, if Taker said and gave him that compliment, it's because he knows what he's talking about. Because we just talk about this shit from what we see from the outside. We're talking about a dude that knows the fucking business from the inside. Uh, and we're talking about Taker. So if Taker gave him that kind of compliment, it's because it's merited. Oh, yeah, totally. How does it work, man? You know, but, you know, back then, I, I used to watch, you know, NWA from the early um, 1986 or 85, you know. Uh, for me, it was something like totally awesome because I used to watch WWE in the weekends. But then when I used to watch NWA, I'm like, wow, you know, this is longer. You know, yeah. WWE is WWF. Superstation TBS. Back then. It, it was just a fucking hour. This shit was two hour show. And I used and I used to watch it on the Superstation yes. back then, you know, at, at TBS, man. You know, it was like I couldn't wait on Saturday afternoons at five o'clock afternoon to, to watch my wrestling, man, you know. I was there on the spot on that sofa. So, you know, this is something that brings me back in the days, you know, watching the stuff like that. And, and, and I, and I lived that. Me too. And, you know, and I know you too, you know, this, Arn Anderson for me was one of my best heels. Oh yeah. One. You know, let me tell you something, guys. When he became television champion, the first title that I ever made from a fucking cardboard and I made it look, it looked like Almost like the television title look in cardboard was that television championship. I didn't make it to world championship. You know why? Because for me, he was a fucking wrestler at the age of fucking eleven years old. I should be like, oh, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. No, I liked him more than Ric Flair back then. So that says it all. Harold, uh, I well, guess at the I, end of the day, you, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. There are some hardcore fans that actually will tell you, yeah, I do prefer this guy over this one, even though this one is the rising star or whatever, because you know we always have had the hardcore wrestling fans and the not so hardcore wrestling fans are also they're watching the show just just for the story more than everything else. Um, we are actually a mix. We would like to see a good story, but we're actually looking for wrestling as well. But most of the fans were not under that category. And that is why some wrestlers actually drew more numbers and still today draw more numbers than others. Yeah. Although the talents might not be something that you can grace them with. Yeah. Uh, I'm having something here. I just um, just reading first. For those that actually uh, wonder why WWE actually has writers, Jericho actually detailed it on his podcast. He said the reason why the uh, WWE had uh, has writers and writers are a thing is because in 1999 he wanted SmackDown to be bigger than the show Friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and this is no joke actually Jericho said it the reason why writers became a thing was because when we started Smackdown in 99 Vince made it his motto that Smackdown was going to be bigger than the show Friends a show that was at its peak by that time <laughs> like oh my god are you sure you want to do this shit man oh god that's... oh god oh shit bro that is <laughs> Uh, may, am I allowed to say the word retarded? Yes, please. Go ahead. That is retarded. fucking retarded. <laughs> it's fucking retarded. That People is retardation to, to the 10th degree. Fuck <laughs> my life. That is so goddamn asinine and stupid. <laughs> Fuck. That is asinine. Go ahead, Harry, you got more material. Go keep on going, bro. That is asinine. A show that was just Starting like SmackDown, sure that show went to be a big thing, excellent. But how the actual fuck do you think you're going to compete with it's a show not. that is on its peak? It, this on is the Thursdays. 
this is the Come thing. On, man. This is the thing that pisses me the fuck off about Vince. That he has convinced himself that he is not producing wrestling. That that sports entertainment somehow by putting that title it has nothing to do with fucking wrestling because no, I'm entertaining people with sports. Like motherfucker, it's the same motherfucking thing. <laughs> it's fucking wrestling. Get over your fucking hiccup because you grew up in Hicksville in South in South Carolina. Get over that shit. I'm sorry that you didn't get the fucking silver spoon out of your daddy. I'm sorry that you lived on a fucking trailer park, but fuck yourself and fucking accept that it's called fucking wrestling. Go fuck yourself and your little wounded little feelings, you little cunt. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ariel, Yo, I love that rant, bro. <laughs> that shit was fucking awesome. I haven't heard you rant like that in years, bro. In years, man. <laughs> okay, so Woo! yeah. Uh, uh, again, go fuck yourself, Vince. Uh, it's not Friends. It never was Friends. I never saw an episode of Friends where Joey and uh, uh, Chandler were wrestling half naked under fucking living rooms. So, <laughs> do we have to go there with that? Oh my god! I never saw a fucking episode of that. I never in my life. Never. never? I saw Friends, of course. I saw Friends, but I never saw them wrestle. I, I mean, in what fucking mind is is it the same thing? In- I mean, you gotta you gotta be really high on drugs or steroids. Steroids actually have to take you to Scott Steiner level. For you to actually think that you can compete against a sitcom when your show is not a fucking sitcom. Uh, you know what? Uh, this is, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I, I mean, once you, you think that you knew the man. You think that you already had enough info or enough intel to deduce what kind of a fucking savage Vince McMahon is. And then you get this shit tr- thrown on you. Like, <laughs> if you thought that this motherfucker was crazy, or so. look, if you thought this motherfucker was crazy, you ain't heard shit yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people. You ain't heard shit yet. It's like, just when you thought that he found a new level of fucking, he's like a fucking Super Saiyan. <laughs> He goes stage four. He stage goes four, no, 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 because the stage four doesn't exist anymore. That's not canon. That's not canon. <laughs> no way. It's stage five now. No, yeah, he, he's ultra instinct now. That's the no, that's no, the no, highest level. Five. It came out the other day. I saw it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Stage five now. Oh Jesus okay. Christ! Yeah, yeah. Regina goes fucking Kakarot. <laughs> he managed to get to stage five. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Anyway, right. Let, let, All right. let's end it there because I feel that if we continue, I'm just going to barbecue his ass and he's j- he's going to feel a little burn in his ass. Like, who is this fat fuck talking shit about me? <laughs> I was going to get a fucking heart attack, bro. Easy with the blood pressure, bro. Uh, Easy yeah, now. No, 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 I'm medicated. I'm medicated. Don't worry. That I even okay. got my, uh, my watch here to tell me if I am going overblown. But, and, and I didn't even scratch a mark. Oh, die. That one. You didn't scratch a mark with all that shit you said? Yeah, that's shit. The, that just came out of love. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I, I don't want to hear what fucking hate, man. Oh no, no, no! That, that, I never go from hate I, I, because I you don't want to you don't want to see me going on hate. No, no, no! I I, I, I learn to dude, live and let dude, live. Dude, dude, <laughs> I see hate, and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say when, but I see, you know I seen you hate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh yeah! It's not pretty. Oh yeah! It's not pretty, bro. Oh yeah! Guys, oh yeah! Harold, Harold, I, I remember now. It's not now. pretty, bro. Trust me. Oh yeah! It's not pretty, and oh, yeah. I thank God it wasn't to me. <laughs> oh yeah! Jay Ding took the the blonde on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and th- seeing how things turned out, uh, let's not talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Switching back. Legal to issues, again. and also your life might be in danger. Anyway. <laughs> People. Okay, we went there. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll 
talk later about that. We'll talk off the air about that. We, no, yeah, need yeah. To, no need to throw that dirty ass laundry there. Exactly, that, exactly. That one is fuel of mucus, uh, shit, and <laughs> diarrhea from biblical ages. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, so let's conclude the Smart Nerd Podcast now after we've done our predictions. We, t- we elevated Arn Anderson to the heights of Mount Everest. And, oh, yes. And we shitted on Vince McMahon for the one billionth time on this podcast. Like, it's a tradition now. We should be, like, rewarded in money for some reason. I don't know why. But I just feel that way, just so we can feel the burn in some way. Uh, so, you guys have any closing arguments or any closing statements to make? Uh- no, I'm good on this side. I want to see what happens tomorrow. Survivor Series. I think it's going to be a good pay-per-view on my end. So let's see what happens. Harold? Well, guys, I just hope you have a great one. Um, not, not much to add here. Just looking forward to the shit show tomorrow. <laughs> nah, come on. Don't be like that, Harold. Come on, Harold. Yes. Harold, you, you know, know you not. Know <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. You know most of it is going to be a shit show, just like one or two matches are actually the ones that matter. Come on, Harold. Let's see what what happens. Those matches are not not that bad, like Carter. Come on, bro. Listen, you and I watch Raw. Yes, give in to your hate. NXT and we watch SmackDown, brother. So I don't think tomorrow's show is going to be. And it's champion is champion. I don't think it's going to be the best of the best, as they say. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's that's the thing. They they, they elevate these things so much, it's not even funny. It's not going to live to this fucking hype. Oh well, uh, I, 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 I'm glad that some people see it my way. Anyway, <laughs> people. They <laughs> surprise me though. Okay, yeah, yeah. We always hope that things go well, but with the certain five-year-old dictator with Aspergers running the show. I don't have much faith in the product once he's running the reins on that ship. So, uh, with that note, uh, thank you for listening to the Smart Nerd Podcast. This has been Ariel and Harold and Baldwin. And we'd like to wish you a happy day. And, uh, tomense su de pan viendo ese paper, ¿verdad? Porque imagínense. Take care, people. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.